1: Sometimes you're out on the trail and you just had that lunch, that snack. It tasted so good. But no, now you have junk in your teeth. You don't want to floss. You don't have it in the back pocket. You want something quick and easy. And now there is something quick and easy, guys. It's called Moe's Nose. It is the proboscis of an organic mosquito that you can use for either toothpicks or floss. All natural, all the time. Check it out at malaria.denguefever. Hey, 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 everybody. This is Derek, and with me today is the man that is so interesting that Bigfoot himself asked if he could look for Carl's missing hair. Carl Mandrioli. (laughs) What's going on, my man? How you doing? Welcome to the Backpacking and Bushes podcast,
2: everybody. Thank you very much, Derek. With me today is Derek Somerville. He's a man who recently started going to the gym to learn survival skills, huh. because he believes in survival of the fittest. Huh. That's
1: that's that's good. That was good. Yeah, thank you. Well,
2: yeah. that's isn't that similar to Moe's nose, like I, the mosquito's nose? That's a. I tried
1: to honor you. That's a pun right a, there, and a cheesy pun. No, yes. I loved it.
2: I loved. It. That was really good, actually.
1: Pick those up at your really local, good. you know, really good. Ace yeah. Hardware, wherever they are. REI.
2: That was that might have been your best. That might have been your best um, intro advertisement right? ever. Wow,
1: well, high, high yeah, my opinion. high praise from the pun master. <laughs> I don't think high I'm a master,
2: but uh, <laughs> okay. So Whew. last week's episode, we had to we, we just ran out of time, man. We didn't have time to talk about the backpacking podcast, the showdown, if yeah. you will. I've got Mm -hmm. a pretty strong reaction to to what went down, but I figure I'd let you go first if you
1: have any thoughts. You're going to let me go first. I mean, listen, I think we all know what happened. We all saw and we (laughs) didn't see it, but we heard it. And uh, I don't really think, I don't know if I need to say much. I mean, I think we know what would have happened had uh, Carl been more of a quote-unquote team player. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) a better listener. And if you, if you had believed in your own partner, I think my favorite part of that whole episode, other than the great banter with those guys was the fact that you, I think it was question two. I could be wrong where you were just like, there's no way you, you don't even have an answer for this one. And I oh that was awesome. And then I ended up getting awesome. the answer right, and you didn't get it right. And so I'm like, I know how much like how much humble pie do you want in an episode? I don't know. I will take all the humble pie
2: you want to serve up for sure, because you're definitely, um, yeah, you're definitely going in that direction. So so let's continue down that road for for a moment here. Okay. I need so I've recently gone through this episode meticulously in the editing portion of it, and mm-hmm. so I want to remind you of what happened. Now, in reminding you. In no way am I trying to deflect where I went wrong because definitely you did better at trivia, man. There's no way around it. Like you, Hmm. you were better that day Hmm. for sure. So, the first Mm -hmm. question that they asked, you know, I, I don't think either of us were super confident about our answer. I did say, Derek, you choose. And I think you weren't feeling confident. So, you went with my answer. My answer was incorrect. But remember, I didn't force you to do that. The second question, uh-huh. I chose and I chose not to go with your answer. And so there I was wrong because I went with my own answer and it was incorrect. Uh-huh. So we were over two. both of them were my answers, but
1: you uh-huh. did choose the first one. You did, you did choose to go with that. Let's talk about that first one for okay. a minute. Cause I think you were, you were very adamant about your answer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I could have chosen my answer. I could have just been like, you know what? No, we're going to go with my answer. I could have done that, but it was kind of like one of those moments where like, you know, you're playing like a board game, like Candyland with a kid. And they're like, no, 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 Mm. I win the game. And you're like, well, I actually didn't win the game. Like, No, 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 I won the game. Yeah. And you're kind of just like, all right, (laughs) yeah, you won the game. And so it was kind of one of those moments where I was just like, all right, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll go with your answer, even though I know it's wrong. Uh, so let's back it up. You said I was adamant by,
2: about my answer. No, I was not adamant. I even said I was like, I don't know if this is right. I was simply more confident in my answer than I was confident in your answer. I just wasn't confident in you, and that, and I went wrong. I, like <laughs> oh, I was wrong. You, oh. you were better. Ouch. I'm telling you, you were better, for sure. Ouch. Okay. Okay. Well, so yeah. I, I would like to apologize to you. Pub. This is public. Yeah. I, yeah. I appreciate that. But don't worry, because I. Because I have another strong reaction. I'm sure. (laughs) Okay. Big surprise. So you're going to go back and listen to this episode. And feel Mm -hmm. free to, you can, you can, you know, react to what I'm about to say later if you want to. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: But all I got to say is in regard to your behavior. Wow. Behavior. Wow. My behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So the the concept was that we're teammates. We're going up against the backpacking podcast. Mm -hmm. Immediately immediately mm-hmm. we're sharing tips, and you go on to attack mode onto your own teammate. All mm-hmm. right? Then I make some errors. Things start to go south with trivia. You went borderline meltdown mode. You're, you just couldn't handle the fact that you were right. I was the wrong. The wheels came off. I had, yeah. yeah, the wheels came off. I had to actually edit out part of... It wasn't a full meltdown. It was like a partial meltdown. And <laughs> I just thought to myself, okay, if you were just listening to the episode and not trying to figure out who won or who lost, but who you'd want to be teammates with why would you want to be teammates with Derek is a
1: question. Yeah. Good, good question. Good question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, You want, you want my reaction? (laughs) Yes. Uh, I think it's, I think it's like we're, we're a product of our environment, right? So when you're always on these, these episodes where could I have, could I have reacted better? Whoa, you're to take ownership too. No way. Oh, I should have taken a higher road. I have a better standard for ethics for myself and I I let myself down really. Wow. But I I think I, I think I, I, I it was like I reverted back to like one of our own episodes you know where you, you've been graded and mocked for your answers for so long it's like when you hear some of the answers <laughs> you were giving I was like it was like my my instinctual you know response which which I should have you know kind of tamed a little bit because we had you know other people on the podcast so you know I could have done better yeah I could have. wow done better, okay I was not expecting you to say that yeah uh, I know. okay interesting Shocking. Ah. shocking
2: i so okay so kind of history between derek and i is, is we've played a lot of games together board games whatever and we over the years have been very competitive so mm. i would say though in, in the last 10 years or so i've dialed down my competitive nature i don't really? think i don't think you have no. i think really? I mean your competitive no. nature had, mm. if anything has stayed the same if not ramped up would you agree with that
1: I don't know if I'd agree with that. It's it's just funny what we see through our own lens, you know what I mean? So I d I don't know. I'd I i do not know if I'd agree fully with that. I think you're kind of just like, eh, whatever. You you probably just don't care as much. Like mm. you don't really even play games on the trips anymore.
2: Yeah, I like I like the conversation. Either way, I think we need to have another showdown. We asked everybody out there to sort of grade who won, but I think the backpacking podcast won. I don't I don't think we, I
1: think technically I don't think we won. They did win. One. It's kind of like they they they. I mean, they got the win. They earned the win fair and square. But I think, in my mind, there was like a little asterisk, you know, because I'm like, you know, mm. had my teammate and I come together, we could have, we could have won. We would have won. <laughs> they and only we know that. for
2: trivia. They only got one more point
1: than That's we, did, we needed. That's all we needed. It's all we needed, though.
2: Yeah. All right. I so I I got one uh-huh. word for you, and that is rematch. Oh. We're gonna do rematch at some point. We're gonna have him Girl. back on. I'll do a better job with setting up trivia criteria. Mm. Like we're throwing out multiple choice questions yeah. at them and they're throwing out like what they called softballs with East coast bias questions. That was not very nice. And let's, let's remember like we still
1: almost beat them on. We did.
2: And, and they asked a question and they didn't even know the right answer with the John Muir trail thing. Remember that?
1: Oh, uh, see that should be minus a point though. I know we didn't, I we know. didn't really, we should have so, pushed that.
2: Yeah. That being said, like, we're the host, so we should have set up the criteria better. So, I'll be on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right. Well, thanks right. Thanks for, for breaking that down with me. We got You're a Bible welcome. verse for this one. This is not even about that. This is about the survival episode. Would you survive yes. this? We got insane stories of human perseverance. I'm excited to see what you came up Woo. with. Uh, yeah. Bible is Matthew 621. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Mm. Okay. Mm. So, I've got some of my stories involved kind of going a long time without eating. So... What's the longest you've gone without eating?
1: Longest I've gone without eating. I want to say. Yeah. Probably close to 40 something hours. 40 hours. 40 hours. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Gotcha. That's 30, between like 38 and 42, probably somewhere Mm -hmm. in that realm.
2: That's more than I've gone. I think, I think I'm like 24 hours ish and I've done that. I don't know how many times. It's but like, it, like you
1: forgot food and you said to tough it out or what?
2: It was a, yeah, it was a fasting thing, but yeah, oh. I like eating. So <laughs> I wanted to do you that like intentionally. <laughs> but the reason why I asked you is like, I can't, you know, we're, I'm kind of sifting through these stories and one story of survival I came across, I didn't understand. It was some guy that got stuck in his car in a snowstorm and he got kind of snowed in and then mm. he just stayed in his car for two months.
1: Two months and, straight.
2: Yeah. So the, it's the snow proved to insulate him enough where he didn't, you know, die of hypothermia. He was able huh. to melt some of the snow to drink water. And I just thought, you know, there's times we're going to stay put and there's times we don't want to, like, get out of the car and, like, go for, find help, right? I mean, where are you going
1: to the bathroom? That's what I want to know.
2: Yeah, probably in the car.
1: He's number two and in
2: one and in the car. Well, he's not going number two because he's not eating, right? That's
1: that's tough.
2: Yeah, anyways, that wasn't, that wasn't very interesting to me. I was like, that person just stayed there, like, until spring i mean what's wow. the scenario there so anyway know. interesting yeah I'm, okay you want to go first yeah, what's what's your what first you, why don't you go first today why okay. don't you go
1: first? I, I got a good last one let me go first
2: all right yeah. first one is angela hernandez mm. this is back uh 2018 so relatively recently she mm-hmm. was driving on pacific coast highway in california near big sur have you mm-hmm. been there
1: before mm-hmm. i have this year
2: okay yeah so for those that haven't been there Pacific Coast Highway goes up and down the coast, obviously, but there's spots that are very cliffy. And near Big Sur, which is a state park in California, great place to hike and backpack, it is just, yeah, it's just like sheer cliffs on either side. It's not... Right. Yeah, a lot of the beaches aren't accessible, basically. okay, Yeah. So, she's driving, and some sort of animal is crossing the road right in front of her. She freaks out, and she swerves, Mm -hmm. and she flies off the cliff Mm. okay wow question yeah if an animal is on a windy road and it jumps out in front of you are you swerving or you just kind of riding over it
1: on a windy road yeah like mountain road whatever Ooh, it's that's a tricky one i think your instinct is to swerve unless Hmm. you're a sociopath right so (laughs) I think that if you, if you, I don't know, like, I mean, there has, I will say there's been a couple of times on like a normal straight road where like something just darts out and you don't even have time to react. So, right. I think it depends on like how far ahead of it is you like, Oh, it jumped out. It's a coyote. It's a, it's a moose or something. Then. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe moose you can would. kill you. So
2: at that point it would be wise to swerve. But
1: yeah. yeah, I think the small animals,
2: the rodents and that kind of thing, I'm just going for it. I don't want to risk my life, but if it's bigger, like you're saying, like a coyote or larger, right. if I can, I might come to a screech and halt, but yeah, mm-hmm. I might swerve
1: too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Honk the horn, things like that.
2: Yeah. So she wakes up mm-hmm Okay, she she's kind of flown off the cliff. She wakes up, she's had a brain hemorrhage, fractured ribs, a broken collarbone, ruptured blood vessels in both eyes, a collapsed lung, but she doesn't die. Okay, when she comes to, water's lapping over her knees, what? and she's inside her vehicle, obviously. In so the water. She, in the water. She breaks her window with a multi-tool she has access to. She crawls out the window, and she swims to the beach. What? Which isn't too far away. Yeah, she's not... It's not. I don't know. She's. I mean, obviously, her car didn't sink to the bottom, so it's it's in the shallow end of the ocean. She passes out on the beach. Okay. Yeah. When she comes to again, she's got no shoes. She's banged up, but she begins walking to shore. She's kind of like you know in the, the very shallow. I'm walking to shore for help. She mm-hmm. apparently at some point she grabbed a hose from her car. So like from wait, I don't know wait. Like engine area.
1: She grabbed the hose from her car yeah. underwater.
2: Yeah, or, or partially submerged. This part's What's, unclear. What, wow. So that way she could collect dripping water from moss along the shore so she could stay hydrated. She ends up walking for days, okay? What? She can see cars up on the cliff, but they're just driving by. It's not accessing the shore. So she actually tries yelling at them, but you don't, you know, you can't like flag down a car from okay. 100 yards away. And so she couldn't, she couldn't see them. She, she, they couldn't hear her screams. And she, so she just keeps
1: walking. Hmm.
2: What is your solution? What would you do in this in this scenario here?
1: If I'm her? Is it yeah. first of all is this like is this like Captain Marvel? I mean like is this possible? Like she's she's launched off a cliff with all these injuries. I don't
2: it, and it doesn't doesn't say how far down off the cliff she'd launched. Obviously significantly, but not so much
1: where she's dead. So her eyeballs are hanging out and just disgusting. I did not she grabs see that. I did not say her eyeballs were right every now. bones broken. Basically, uh, yeah. That, I mean, I, I'm imagining the the adrenaline's got to be just like at an all time high. Just mm-hmm. survival adrenaline, right? Right. Um. I mean, that clip, that whole coast is just intense. Some of that's just intense. Like you're right. not going to come up. So, right. What would I do in that situation? I think I would yeah. just um. I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to climb that cliff. There's no way. Right. So I guess you just have to wait till so there are parts where it like mellows out. So I guess you just have to like right. Either remember what you just drove through, is it horribly and horribly high? Or is it going to mellow out if I went back and do I remember or would I try mm. to press on and hope that it mellows out ahead of me? I think I'd I don't know if I'd remember
2: because if you're driving, you're just kind of like soaking it in, kind of zoning out, listening to music whatever. You don't you're not
1: really like meticulously watching the spots on that road are like that are low there's some high points that are awesome you want to stop but there's a lot of low points you're like i gotta stop my car i just gotta stop Mm. so there's there are a lot of places like that so i don't i I just depends what you are remembering in the moment i mean if you're just bashing your head and like have a brain what was it brain hemorrhage yeah and she's just cruising for two days is this a this is a real story that's impressive. Well, I'm just wondering what you're, yeah, you're, okay. you're, you're still breaking it down. I think I would still, I think the main decision is like, assuming I get out of my car and I'm doing all this, like, I think I would just have to decide like, what is the best direction to go? Like what, mm-hmm. what I know back there or do I press forward? Okay.
2: So, so, so trying to mm-hmm. clarify what you're doing, you're, so you're going to be walking like you, you, cause one of the options is obviously to stay
1: put, right? So many people drive by that road and they're not are I don't know. Is, was the car half in half out you said? unclear oh see okay i mean if the car's
2: like half out of the water you're not driving out of the situation you're not going to drive back up the cliff Is that, that's i just think
1: suggesting. that i just think there's if you're in like one of those like in between the little towns spots mm-hmm. i think i'm walking okay if you know you're near a town maybe you stay put but it's like that's it's gonna be tough to stay put yeah like, you know because you don't know you just don't know right how long you're gonna be waiting there because there's so many cars that drive by those high cliffs and they just they're not even looking them Right. no you know by the beach well, or, you, or the up.
2: angle you can't see or it's you right know, so so distant even if somebody was down there you wouldn't know they were in trouble necessarily i think i think if
1: i'm looking up and i see just like just like the tops of cars and like you know i'm gonna walk because i know they can't see me okay all right but so it, i agree i would if, if there's an opportunity
2: for me to walk out or for me to move i'm taking that like sitting there and putting yeah. rocks on the shore to spell SOS. And especially in a place where right. nobody knows you've gone missing. Nobody knows where this, you know, that a, a car flew up the cliff. Nobody saw that happen. Right. There's, you know, nobody right. like, she could be anywhere. And so, yeah, so I would walk out as well. So she does that. And eventually some hikers find her days later. And the, even though mm-hmm. hikers have gotten down there, they still have to call search and rescue and like helicopter her out. But she survives that's amazing to me that she was able to car crash into the ocean and then swim slash hike out for days. So Angela, well done. Wow. Wow.
1: Jeez. That's, that's impressive. That is impressive. Okay. Mine is uh, from Australia. All right. We're going to talk about a gentleman named Ricky McGee. Okay. This is a two 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's out and about. He's, um, he's uh workers at a well maybe i'll wait for that part but mcgee was out and his car apparently breaks down on his cross-country drive now i don't know if you're familiar you were in uh, we've both been to australia and you were going to say i don't know if you're familiar with australia
2: (laughs) i I, I thought about it i was like you know what you live there
1: so i was like you know on the the east coast you obviously have a majority of the cities like adelaide you know melbourne all these sydney all this and then there's just a whole lot of nothing and then you got like Perth on the other side or whatever. So he's going cross country. The last thing he remembered, all of a sudden he, this guy, let's start the story like where he just wakes up. He gains consciousness from somewhere. Okay. In the middle of this place, right?
2: So he's going to drive and then he wakes up. All right. I like your storytelling. Keep going. He, 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 <laughs> <I don't> mockery.
1: <laughs> this is why you get mocked during trivia. Uh, <laughs> McGee said, so all of a sudden he's like, the last thing I remember was my car broke down during the cross country trip. And then he, he thinks he's like, I think I was the victim of violent, a violent attack. And he was possibly drugged. Mm. And then all of a sudden he wakes up in the middle of the, uh, of the desert, essentially. No car around so, or anything. No car around. So he's out there in the middle of nowhere between like Perth and the East Coast. And there's nothing in the Australian Outback really, mm. except just crazy wild animals. So okay. what is your next step at this point, if you're this guy?
2: Like next physical step. Oh my gosh. Like, What are
1: you, what, what are you going to do?
2: Other than the injuries that Angela had in my story, this is a way worse scenario because if he's not on a road and you're in the middle of the desert, I mean, yeah. you're talking like a thousand miles every direction potentially. And you, yeah, you don't know where to go. Yeah. You wouldn't know where to go. And I suppose you would know generally if you were closer to the West and the East and you just kind of follow the sun that direction, but that's not going to necessarily lead you to road and or, or to water. Hmm. And if nobody knows that you're out there or where you are, staying put is not a solution. So, yeah, I think I think oh. you're stuck. I think you scan the horizon to look for anything, any type of vantage point, uh, landmark, or anything, and head in that direction. Uh, if that's if there's nothing clear, if it just looks kind of flat all the way around, I think you get down on your knees and you pray, and you pray
1: that you're going <laughs> in the right direction. That's all I got. Okay. Okay, so what this guy did for over two months, he was out there for 70 days. For over two months, he survived. He started eating frogs, snakes, lizards, and like the water. He he found like a little dam, mm-hmm. and he's like, I stayed at this dam for like four days, mm-hmm. and I, I drank the water out of this dam. He ended up losing half of his body weight right. uh, when he was eventually found. He was eventually found when a bunch of uh workers in a cattle station just happened to uh, to come across the remote area by the dam, okay. and they and they picked him up and they took mm-hmm. him
2: away. Well, obviously, if you find if you find a water source, I would just follow the water source. Eventually, that's going to lead to something. Well, it was
1: it was like a it wasn't like a um like groundwater. It was like a it wasn't. Well, I saw they have it. There's a video of it too online. You can look them up. But it wasn't like okay. a, yeah, it was kind of like more groundwater. It wasn't like this big okay. moving rushing dam. Obviously, gotcha. which would have been a lot easier. But yeah, it seventy days, time. dude. So what day, day what Eating? would you have given up? Oh, gosh. I think, I mean, it's like, where's your mind at, right? Like, do yeah. like can you give yourself, like, a little goal per day? You know, like, I'm going to find water. Right. I'm going to find food. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's, he, that's his goal, right? He's find the, the frogs, snakes, snakes and
1: Find shelter. It's like, yeah. find the essentials. And then, I mean, I got to right. say, like, I don't know when he found the dam. Maybe it was toward the end or, or whatever, but sounds like it was toward the end but i mean i would have been stoked like oh wow this is like a you know this is something that like people have made like i don't know like people have been here kind of thing you know yeah you would look for
2: footprints or animal prints or whatever to see if there's some sort of anything that's been there and if so then you just stay put that's what i would do so interesting but i think if you wake
1: up and you've been drugged like do you know which direction you came from i mean if, if you don't know how to like find which direction, you know, using the sun and all that junk, then mm-hmm. could you find one of those like dirt? There's a lot of like, not a lot, but there's a couple dirt roads out there in the middle of nowhere. Like, if you find one of these dirt roads by chance, mm-hmm. are you just going to stay on this road? Yeah. Or are you, you, you going to veer from it to look for water and shelter and all that stuff? Mm. Or just hope that somebody comes by?
2: Did you say you didn't know how to f- figure out which direction is which? So, like, the sun rising, the sun setting. Yeah, Like, that's, if you don't, if you're, well, because okay. he,
1: I said, because he's saying he was drugged, right? He's like disoriented
2: yeah, at first. And then if, hopefully he'd come out of that, but hopefully, hopefully,
1: Interesting. Think, yeah, if you can figure out which direction you're going, I think that's huge too.
2: Yeah. yeah. but Yeah. Well done for, for survival for sure. So huge way to go. There Ricky. you go. Way okay, to go, not, Ricky. That's not a survival scenario I would want, but honestly, once you're rescued at that point, your thought should probably go to revenge revenge
1: mode actually Let's we're just we're just telling down. the police
2: and trying to figure out so that it doesn't happen to somebody else so
1: track those guys down the
2: middle of the central australia i would guess that that's you're not really at risk for crime there in terms of like you know there's not a high population so i know Jeez. i don't know what's going on there but
1: um sketchy okay. what do you got my next, next
2: one yeah this one is uh julianne Kepke. Kepka? kepka kepka something like that i feel like i've yeah, heard kepka. this name before yeah and so so she was on a flight on Christmas Eve of 1971, so this is back when you were, what, like 40, 45 years old. So her plane was struck by lightning, and it began oh. to disintegrate in midair, and she's strapped into her seat two miles above the Peruvian rainforest. She's about to crash, all right? So mm. eventually she goes down in the midst of the forest. She's battered, She bru- she's bruised, her collarbone's broken, but she's alive, and she's the only survivor of the flight. It's unclear how big the flight was, Doesn't matter. She's the only survivor. survivor. And so she's now in a Peruvian forest wilderness alone. The only food she's able to dig up is some candy. And she has found a small stream. Huge. Okay. Huge. So
1: huge, right. Huge. What do you do? Well, I think you're in Peru. Uh, Okay. First of all, I want to know, I don't know if this is like a baller dash answer, where this is a lie, but there's, you know, like most planes on the nose of the plane, I don't know if you knew this, have a section that's supposed to absorb lightning hits like they, they, they constantly planes are constantly hit by lightning. since when so they they're since always every so they're all, they, they are a not not every time you fly but like they're able to absorb some lightning uh, on the nose of the plane if you get okay. it i don't know if you knew that well this is back in 1971 so i don't know do they have that right so maybe this is like a i don't know but that's a good point Maybe it was like a smaller plane. Was it like a big plane or small plane? I think it was a lightning absorbing plane. Oh, brother. You know what? Look it up. Google it. I think what you need to do is clearly you're in Peru. So clearly you want to hike to Machu Picchu and then obviously camp there, wait for the tourists in the morning, (laughs) and then take the bus down. I mean, it's really like a black and white answer. I don't know what what the problem is.
2: That's exactly what she did. How did she do it? <laughs> kidding. Kidding. She joined a tour. Um,
1: she's, she's like, I'm with you guys, right? Oh my gosh, Peru <laughs> is. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of. I've been there. It's like it's just it's a very high elevation. I had to like lay down and sleep when I got there. I don't know if she's from there, but like mm-hmm. I, there, there's some adjustment period there. I'll say that and you're like 13,000 14,000 feet right so i don't know i mean I, can i descend anywhere can i follow like the stream down can i follow where the water is going i mean i think that would probably lean toward mm-hmm. that because you have a water source okay yeah so
2: all right so you have solved the problem of where do you go or what do you do next sort of okay let me uh kind of add the twists and turns to the situation Ooh. so so when she's gathering herself, the the insects in the jungle are basically eating her alive. She doesn't have any, you know, like deep or anything. Right. Right. Yeah. And so she hit, you know, she's she's battered, she's bruised, she had some cuts, yeah. and maggots had gotten in her infected arm. Oh. And so, so she's dealing with some first aid issues. Yeah. As she's deciding where to go. Mm. So, do you deal with the first aid, or you just kind of make a run for it? <laughs> make
1: a run for it. <laughs> did she have? Did she have the 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 tools to or the equipment to do the first date, or does she need to like go chop down like a I like basic stuff, like an aloe basic tree stuff. and like wrap banana leaves around her arm <laughs> with you know some some vines or something?
2: You might have had a better solution than her. Uh, they didn't have a lot of survival shows out at that time, so no, clearly not. Yeah. So here's what she so she ended up pouring some of the gasoline from the plane on her arm to get rid of the maggot investigation. Oh, well, that's
1: that's not a bad idea actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so anyway,
2: yeah. So, but yeah, she basically did what you you describe as as following the stream. And she hours later, she found like this abandoned encampment, and she just kind of hung out there, found more first aid supplies, and eventually some lum, lumber workers found her and took her to more in a more inhabited area where she was airlifted to a hospital. Jeez. But she had to survive the Peruvian jungle with a maggot infestation after a plane crash, and she survived. Mm-hmm. I say,
1: Julianne, well done. Wow, good for her. Good for you, Julianne. Um, only a few hours though. You said only a few hours. Well, this next one, yeah, it wasn't days. It wasn't days like the ones we described. Already. This next one is uh, pretty pretty intense. So okay. there is. I actually know two people who are going to be doing this race next year. It's considered the most difficult race in the world. It's called the Marathon de Sables. Is it the five k. <laughs> it's the Turkey <laughs> Trot Dana Point Turkey Trot five k. Uh, no, it's <laughs> called the uh, Marathon de Sables and it's yes in the sahara desert morocco correct, correct. yeah it's six days yes right and mm-hmm. it's a basically basically like a marathon a day in the sand you carry your own supplies mm-hmm. it's it's just ridiculous right yeah they got a guy who's on like a horse or some sort of animal camel's bringing
2: up the rear end yeah the camels so, t- and then if
1: yeah the camels pass well, there's you. a guy at
2: the rear end who's like he's like if you you know if he passes you basically you're like a limited correct race, yeah so. so
1: the camels pass you you're out of the race so this the guy's name is, he's an Italian runner. His name's uh, Maro Prosperi. And so he's out okay. there. He's, uh, he's in the race. He's crushing the race. He was in fourth place of this race, which is like insane because mm-hmm. usually like a 1,000 people begin and sometimes maybe like 30 or 40 people only finish this race. Um, right. So he, he's like, this is amazing. I'm falling in love with this desert landscape. He's thriving. He's just really enjoying the experience, right? Well, mm-hmm. all of a sudden... His luck changes when he finds himself in the middle of an eight-hour sandstorm that leaves him disoriented, mm. lost, and alone in the middle.
2: But we already know what to do in that situation. We talked about this with the Bear Grylls episode. Oh, You have to disembowel a camel and just hide. That's it. That's the answer. That's what he right. did. No, that's not yep. what he did.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, so okay. what he was... I'll, I'll kind of stop it there. My question to you is you're at this point, sandstorm over eight hours, I don't know what you do for those eight hours except just, what, like, hunker down and have some water mm-hmm. and a snack and a power bar and a camel and camel cavities or whatever. Um, <laughs> what do you do? Now he gets out and he's yeah. like, I don't even know where I am anymore. I don't even know what's going on because the sand yeah, is blowing sure. all over the place. What, what right. do I
2: do? Yeah, that's a great question. First of all, I think there's like ten races out there that would be offended by the fact that this is called the World's Toughest Race. And I know it's called that, but there's so many other races that are way more difficult mm. and uh yeah i can name a few off the top of my head so so i guess i'm a little offended i'll be honest but two people okay. died
1: last year i don't know if that's a big deal but maybe
2: well yeah, okay fair enough okay. i do remember there's a guy that, that that ran this race he got sponsored by some sort of shoe company yeah. and they sent him a free pair of shoes Oh, was
1: they too small
2: yeah i told you that story already yeah they're he too did. small and so like after day one his i've never seen that gross of uh, a foot yeah, that's blisters, disgusting. but um yeah i didn't know people died okay so maybe this is legit yeah people die like regularly in this race okay yeah well it's a marathon a day
1: in the desert dude with yeah
2: well no no it's not that i just in terms of mileage in terms of like skill level and difficulty there's way harder races and i know some races where people have died but if people are dying regularly then this probably takes the cake for sure so yeah honestly i don't know what to do with stand storm man i think if if you're towards the front of the pack there's not a lot of people typically up by you it's not like you know the middle mm-hmm. of pack of race where you can kind of band mm-hmm. together with other people so if you're alone yeah yeah i mean you got to hunker down behind a sand dune or something and i don't know I I, I
1: I am at a loss i don't know i wonder i guess my first question was like what he's fourth place like, were there people around them? Like, how far apart were they? Because they, they could yeah. be pretty far apart, but they can be for sure. Would you I've try to hunker down? with Yeah. Would you try to hunker down with somebody near you and be like, let's just hunker down? I don't know. Obviously, that didn't happen. So, what happened yeah. was with just a few. Well, I would, here's what I would do. Okay. Is if calls. you
2: were near something, like let's say we're racing and we're, you know, we're 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 close together. So I would just hunker down. You, with you, you would be and behind.
1: I, you'd probably be behind me though, right? I
2: would put you right? in the direction of the sandstorm, and I would take cover. <laughs> Behind me or what? That- you're just taking the brunt force of the Sandstorm, however that looks like.
1: Oh, it's totally fine. I could do that. Okay. Um so what happened was he just had the cause you have to carry your own gear. So he had just a few right. MR- MREs, like little food on on hand. Mm-hmm. And after trying to catch the attention of two passing planes, which did not work. He right. then had to survive for ten days. We just talked about this. <laughs> we just talked about Dang, what he's about to you... do. Ten <laughs> yeah. days by drinking his own wait for it distilled urine,
2: and distilled. That's and the
1: key. and then he uh, he actually found like a little I think it was a mosque or something in the middle of the desert, like a little mini building. So he hunkered down in there and ended up eating the bats in there. For mm. for days, That's disgusting. That's disgusting, right? Like I don't a know. Robot. Why that sounds,
2: I mean, it's an animal that just sounds. Yeah,
1: if you're not cooking it, oh. I know. And there's okay. probably guano all over that thing. Anyway, so right. he does that, and uh, what ends up happening is um, they end up finding him. You can watch this video on YouTube. You look up his name, Mauro Prosperi, and mm-hmm. uh, what happens is that like, he ends up getting found by somebody, and they he ends up getting back home or whatever. And he's like, "It took me over." two years to recover from like what happened physically. Oh yeah. And mentally, you know, probably mentally too would imagine, but right. He's like, I feel reborn. I feel like a different person now. Oh my gosh.
2: he made I'm just trying to think of like, you know, the, the, there's all these like really tough endurance races, the Leadville 100. They, they talk about like commit not to quit. It's very encouraging, but at this race, I wonder if they just say, just so you know, like a couple of you are probably going to die. Like, how do you, you know, what's probably there is
1: a, um, there is, it's on Netflix. It's called, um, the human playground on Netflix, Mm. episode one, first 20 minutes. There is, they do have an announcement like the first or second night. They're like, you know, unfortunately such and such person died. The, you know, the, the medics couldn't revive him and they ended up. Right. And then the the lady they're following has one leg and she ends up like, you know, you'll see her story if you watch it, but it's insane. So there's okay i'll Incredible. look it up i'll look it up check it out yeah i got a bonus one by the way oh a bonus? so this
2: one yeah this Ooh. one is, is, a, is a quick one because okay. this is not something that we would i don't know we can't put ourselves in this situation or likely we wouldn't but this is mm. from 1911 a guy named bobby leach got inside mm. a metal tube and floated down the niagara to fall into the watery depths below mm. mm-hmm. so did you come across this one or no
1: Bobby Leach, 1911? Yeah. Metal tube. No, I miss. I missed this No, one.
2: he was the second person to survive going over Niagara Falls. Did the, right.
1: Didn't did the original guy do it in the barrel? Is that the barrel?
2: Probably, yeah. Okay. I mean, his was like a metal tube, metal barrel, whatever. But here's what's crazy about this story is, yeah. so he survives Niagara Falls, and then years later, so 15 years later, 1926, he slips on oh, an orange peel, I've heard breaks this. his leg, yep. it becomes gangrenous, which led to his ultimate death. Like... So the orange pill got him, not Niagara Falls. I
1: have heard this story. I have heard this okay. story. What, I don't understand, though, in this story, like how does your broken leg get gangrenous? Is it just like medical aid is not? It must have been not, a
2: pretty bad break where it's yeah going through the skin. I don't want to get too graphic here. So
1: I mean, geesh.
2: Yeah, you're asking for it. You're trying to suck me in. It's not going to work, Derek. Not going to work. You know work. what? It's
1: 1911. A lot, a lot of things are a little bit more uh, basic back then. You know, Maybe, they, <laughs> maybe they went with the old tourniquet and it didn't work out. I don't know. That's true. All right, so those are our stories. Would you survive those,
2: putting yourselves in those situations? You know, I I feel like I didn't do very well with Derek's stories. I feel like I might have struggled randomly walking around in the desert. Would you have survived any of those? What do you think? Now, Derek, it's time for Survivor Trivia. Woo! Coming up right after
0: this. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. MidwayUSA brand product designers have one straightforward goal
3: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: All right, so there's a suggestion after the Bear Grylls episode, like for a trivia yeah. punishment, that uh, you got to drink your own pee.
1: Mm, yeah. I mean, distilled. Distilled? Still, yeah.
2: Actually, well, Mountain Man 47 from Instagram said, If you drink your own pee, it's okay if you add chia seeds to it.
1: Oh, that's true. (laughs) That's true, Mountain Man. That is true. Yeah. So speaking
2: of Instagram, like when people are commenting on stuff on Instagram, they have these, you know, fun names, but I don't know (laughs) who it is because I can't tell with some of their names. So,
1: yeah. Like what what their names are? Yeah, like who's Mountain
2: Man 47? Like what's that person's real
1: name? I thought that was Knowlton. Oh, could be. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. He's Mountain Gandalf. Okay. On Carcassonne. Anyway. Yeah. So, okay. okay, So, I got
2: Survivor trivia. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. go. So far this season, I have lost one. You've lost one. We are Mm -hmm. tied. The TV show Survivor coined the phrase, the tribe has...
1: Spoken. Spoken. Correct. One for one. You like that show. I never watched that show. I didn't watch that show. I don't like it. I just I think not one episode. It's,
2: it's like been culturally relevant. <laughs> <laughs> the tribe spoken. Yeah, okay. it's a very deceptive show. I don't think I'd ever go on that show.
1: No, you wouldn't do good. <laughs> I just want to be friends <laughs> with people. Be like, wait, why Why are you deceiving me? I thought we were friends. <laughs> Would you be better on Naked and Afraid or Alone?
2: My question. Um, I wouldn't go on Naked and Afraid cause that's not appropriate and alone i would last i could probably last like a couple days and alone and then i get too lonely A couple days. <laughs> well hey there's some oh. people that only lasted like an hour so that's better than some of the folks uh, why would you even go on this show if you're gonna last? i don't get it they just, right. i don't know an hour yeah. yeah come on we'll do well yeah maybe we'll have another alone person on the season and
1: let's ask them about on. that
2: say so, yeah anyway let's get never-
1: one of the hour losers on there and talk to them <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right we have like, one listen. question for you sir one question all right
1: go ahead an hour really yeah. <laughs> that's it like, that's really? <laughs> let's talk about why you even applied for the show uh, when...
2: right but in early early on they didn't have as many contestants but still they had to have
1: quite a few right like at least six hours like that's a vacation six to right. eight hours right let's relax for a little bit get some sun <laughs> no, just chill out don't worry about the bears okay have a power bar
2: okay <laughs> go ahead <laughs> they don't have power bars whatever (laughs) go harvest a power bar or all the ingredients all right number two yeah what is the most famous song by the band survivor
1: (laughs) oh (laughs) jeez i told Uh, you survivor trivia the most the most famous
2: song yeah it is and this is like the clear and obvious winner
1: Oh gosh!
2: Well, do you know other um, songs by the band Survivor? They're really known. They're, they've got a couple songs they're famous for, but there's one that gets played a million times more than the the rest of them.
1: I mean, I guess it would be. Oh gosh! I guess I of the Tiger. I of the Tiger. That is
2: correct. Wow! Okay. Wow! Why is okay. that so hard? Why are we struggling with that? Well, one?
1: I was thinking. I was thinking of a couple other ones, like High okay. on You or. No, that no. Can't, I can't hold back.
2: Dat. Dan, Dan, Dan. Yeah, that's, that's probably, going probably yeah. Probably All right. Like you that. passed the trivia. Number three, who was the star of the movie Lone Survivor?
1: Oh, that's uh, Mark Wahlberg.
2: Okay. Three for three. You are Mark a survivor Wahlberg. expert, my friend. Wow. He's, yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay.
1: So he's like in Iraq and he gets, I never trapped saw Trapped alone. Or,
2: it was just Trapped alone. He gets, he like has a camera and he has to survive
1: He's, he's the lone the survivor TV show alone
2: <laughs> he's survived. no it's a war it's a war story so it's not that it is it was good. maybe i don't know i haven't seen it i can't say
1: i think it was based on a true story
2: it was yeah because when yeah. i was looking this up just to confirm that i knew who the star was it was like all the things that were inaccurate about the movie so
1: well good that was uh that was adequate um proud of you for coming up with some good good questions thank you That's good. thank you yeah Do we have any of our favorite tidbits today?
2: Yes. Yes, we do. We do. I got, I got a couple here. So we, over the last, over 2022, we haven't had many Patreon supporters join our family. And on the same day we had two, which has never happened before. And so I'm so thankful for Matthew and James. So thank you so much for joining so Matthew, I've heard back from already. He is from Indiana. He's done backpacking kind of all over the place. Like, you know, the red river gorge, my homeland of Colorado, Oregon. And, uh, he's completed the Knobstone trail in Indiana. So he's in quite a bit. And so Matthew, thank you for joining the family. We appreciate it. I haven't heard back from James as of the time of this recording, but, uh, I'll update that here in a little bit, but yeah, super excited to have some more Patreon supporters for all the stuff we've got going on with bonus episodes and trips and such. So, So there's that. Yeah. The feedback is rolling in on the Grand Tetons episode, my friend. Is it? Yeah. What's your prediction on that? You know, like we asked, I asked specifically for lots of feedback. So it's a different type of episode. Like positive or negative or what? Well, yeah. What's your Anything. What you got?
1: People like (laughs) it. They got, they have some suggestions. I think there's a little bit of both. I think it's a healthy, I think it's going to be a healthy mix. I think we'll have some, it's some input because we have, we have smart, wise listeners you know they know mm-hmm. they know what they're doing and uh hopefully they enjoy the humor but i think there might okay. be one who's going to be a little snarky a little okay whew, if you know what i mean there's one there yeah, there was the, one and i'll, I'll you tell get? you
2: who it was i'll tell you who was in a second but overwhelmingly it was positive. People had like minor suggestions like, you know, how did okay. you feel during the situations? What were you seeing? Be more detailed. And I thought, you know what? This was not planned out. This is kind of on the fly. And so for minor suggestions just like that, those are things we could easily fix for the next time. Oh, I think yeah. um yeah, Make I think that, that was that was good. We had one comment from Chris who said something effective, like he appreciated that I was asking questions to folks that other people want to know the answer to but are maybe too uncomfortable to ask. Right. And that's yeah, it was kind of funny because the day that he made that comment, I was with my wife at the grocery store, and uh we were in line next to a guy, and I was about to ask him a really weird question, and
1: uh she stopped me. she said, "Oh, no. yeah, surprise, surprise, yeah, it's like you need that that little person next to you at all times to monitor what you're gonna say, right?
2: I don't think so, I think I was okay to ask the question. And I think that's just who I am, man. I'm, I'm, I'm curious and I want to know some stuff. So,
1: I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with you. I mean, you like, you ask questions. I think this is why we, we, we resonate with each other so well. You'll, you'll ask weird questions, and I like to put people in interesting scenarios and ask weird questions myself. So, are you, would you say
2: you're curious
1: about, in, in general? In, oh, for sure. Oh, okay. yeah. Absolutely. Because I just
2: told you that I was wanting to ask a guy weird question and you weren't curious, like, what that question would have been.
1: Well are you gonna tell me only if you're curious would you would you tell me I mean I'm curious if you'd tell me more because I know you like to keep things I'll, okay, I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you because
2: it's a weird it's a weird truly weird question okay, go
1: here's the question where's the bathroom
2: how, no. no it's a weird <laughs> question how do you have ageless kids ageless that was my question <laughs> <laughs> If I'm him, I think... (laughs) I wouldn't start with that, just to clarify. Here's the scenario. He used to be our neighbor. He lived one street over. He lived right on the turn coming into our street. He was outside his house, in his front yard, all the time with his kids. We move into this house 16 years ago. He's got a seven-year-old. He's got a five-year-old. He's a two-year-old. He's playing with his kids. He's an awesome dad. I've met him a couple times. Super nice guy. As the years goes on, he's playing with his kids. His seven-year-old, his five-year-old, his two-year-old, doing little kickball games outside. Five years later, 10 years later, he's got his seven-year-old, his five-year-old, his Uh two-year-old. Like 15 years in, I'm like, Jessica, wife, how does this kid still have these young kids? These kids have not aged a single year in over a decade. What in the world is going on uh-huh. here? And
1: so that's why I was going to ask him that. And did he answer? What did he say? Oh, she stopped you. No, I, no she stopped me. Uh, I was going to ask him that legitimately. Been, that would have been great. Yeah. That would have been great. Well, do you have a theory? Like, how is how does that happen? Oh, yeah. They have elven blood, obviously. Okay, you know, okay. Just, there you go.
2: The, you know. Like legitimately, I've observed him because he's always outside playing with his kids yeah. and I'm like, those kids are not aging. It's now been over a decade. They should be adults by now.
1: Maybe, yeah, maybe they have like a growth like deficiency order or something. I mean, they'll just stay know. the same. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Concerned. Anyway,
2: the only person that had negative feedback about our show, he said that he liked it, but he was wondering if most of everybody else would like it. He's like, mm. I don't think you should do this again, basically. Yeah. And okay. so this is a course- villain jesse villain jesse
1: yeah
2: you know what jesse yeah. you gotta
1: get outside the box sometimes you gotta swing and miss but at least you're swinging you know what i mean yeah i'd rather swing and miss right. than not stay in the bat okay you know you can stay in the dugout that's all i'm gonna say
2: right you know that's right okay. so we'll, we'll ask him about that um he's coming on our show because his videos are coming out nice so we're gonna have him on i think it's next week so we'll, we'll ask oh him. it's
1: going down yeah
2: yeah well let's well i don't know if we're gonna ask we're just gonna tell him that he was the only negative person oh basically.
1: let's do it yeah okay that sounds good all right that's it that's all i got my friend uh b&b family thanks for checking us out and um go check out the patreon uh all of our social handles facebook instagram youtube and subscribe and subscribe to these stinking things just 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 hit it (laughs) just do it and we will quit bugging you if everybody in the world just did it we wouldn't even have to say anymore so let's just get going seven billion subscriptions here we go We'll see you guys next time. Remember, guys, if uh, you're out in the sandstorm with Carl, he's going to go behind you. So make sure you duck and lay down. Let the, all that sand just blow him right in the face. He will fall down like a little whispering willow in the wind. We've been to the desert before, Carl and I, and I got him, look, I got him to drink the distilled pee. It wasn't a big deal. He, he like, he enjoyed it. Let's be honest. He ate, he ate a couple of crickets. He ate a couple of bats. It wasn't a big deal, but then he got so desperate one time. Uh, cause you know, that's just how he gets. And he tried to eat sand. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? You can't eat sand. It's made of rocks. And he's like, no, Derek, it's made of dirt and i said um when you think about what you're saying number one and uh four days later when he couldn't poop he was just constipated and he didn't poop for two weeks so who was right there when you go out there and the fish are where you think they are any one of these casts could be the bite it's the most exciting fishing that i know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.